Hello, my name is Mark Anthony Lord, and I am the founder and spiritual director of the Bodhi Spiritual Center. Bodhi is located in Chicago and is here to reveal love, honor all paths, and celebrate life. Bodhi is a nonprofit organization dependent upon the generosity of people like you to help us spread our message of love and inspiration. So please check us out at the website, www.bodhispiritualcenter.org. And if you feel inspired, please share your gifts with us so that we may fulfill the mission that we are here to fulfill. Before you listen to this message of hope and inspiration, take a breath. Imagine your mind and heart open to receive. Welcome the miracles. They are here for you. Peace and blessings. So I have to begin by telling you something. The books that are for sale next week are $17, not $15. <laughs> Sorry, I messed up. My accountant told me I had to charge tax and shipping. So <laughs> a little bit more from you, a lot of relief for me. So, um, so I hope that you'll come next week um, ready to, and willing to buy one or two of them for yourself and for another. But let us begin with our affirmation today. Um, Let's stand. I think we need to move more in the heart of the winter. And we say this meditation from our heart, so just really fill yourself up with it. Today, I am willing to surrender the fear and negativity around this thing called God. And in so doing, awaken to the brilliant light of perfect love within and all around me. I ask the Holy Spirit to prove God in the areas where I cannot see or believe. I ask the Holy Spirit to awaken within me a deeper faith and willingness to trust. I ask for the courage to move through the fear so that I may walk in perfect faith. My heart is open. My mind is receptive. Let's go. Nice. So we are here to end the suffering game. We are in the, inside the conversation of taking personal responsibility for all the ways that we have been um, recycling suffering in the world within ourselves, agreeing to it, thinking that's who we are, thinking that that's necessary, unaware that there's a higher possibility. We are saying yes to that higher possibility together as a community so that we can really create a powerful transformation. So thank you for being a part of that. Last week, we talked about how the old man, God in the sky, the one who was watching you and, and um, seeing your every move and punishing and withholding and, and holding the ultimate power of whether you are welcomed into heaven or sent to hell, does not work. Last week, we talked about how instead of that idea, the actual very simple way to think about it is that our God is our good. That when you're feeling good, when you're in the center of your vibration of wellness, of happiness, of whatever that means for you, then you are inside the feeling tone of this thing called God that lives inside of you. And our work is to become aware of when we're out of alignment and when we're in alignment. It's a very simple thing to do when we pay attention. When you're not feeling good, when your mind has taken you on a journey of, of darkness, of fear, of what could possibly go wrong, to the extent that you're feeling so much suffering, you go, oh, 
I'm not feeling my God because I'm not feeling good. And it's a challenge sometimes, isn't it? Because we really like those dark roads of drama. We like to, a part of us, likes to feel those things. And there's a part of us that says, if you release that, then you're not being responsible. The world is crumbling and you dare to feel good. So we talked about how important that is and how your feeling good is actually the best gift you can give to the world. It's completely flipped over. But instead of being inside of worrying, fearful conversation, creating conversations of hope and possibility is our job, and that's what we're here for. Um, from my book, Thou Shalt Not Suffer, um, it says, Imagine a three-year-old boy riding a tricycle, happy and free as he whips down the sidewalk. Now see that same boy at age seven. He is bigger and stronger, but still riding that same tricycle. He looks awkward and uncomfortable, all knees and elbows jutting out as he pedals along. But he hasn't completely outgrown the trike, yet so he can still get around. Now see him at age 14. He is much too big for the tricycle, but is still riding it. He actually looks ridiculous, but insists this is the bike for him. Let's go for one more. The boy, who is now a 32-year-old man, is still riding his tricycle. At this point, you would easily consider him certifiably crazy. I have discovered that many people are like this man and his tricycle when it comes to their relationship with God. They cling to their childish ideas, childish ideas and concepts, even though they have long outgrown them. They remain attached to the fairy tale stories of an external God, which are clearly no longer working for them in adulthood. Or they realize it's ludicrous to try and keep this storybook God alive, but because they have no alternative, they throw God out altogether. So that's what we're here to do. We're here to grow up. And wherever in your life you're riding your tricycle God, it's time for us to lay that down and get a, a brand new mountain bike or a cool, slick 10-speeder that'll whip us around in our life. That analogy sounds silly, but it really is what happens. We had a childhood God that was like Santa Claus. We had a God that was very similar to, really, your experience of your parents. When they loved you, you felt loved. When they were withholding their love or punishing you, you felt very afraid. And those very simple things that occurred inside of you is what got projected upon this thing called God. And we found ourselves over and over placating, praying to, wishing to, something that um, just isn't real and doesn't work, and hoping that some way it will, but it doesn't. And it doesn't because there's something much better for you. The talk title for today, as was mentioned, whatever occupies your mind the most becomes your God. Whatever occupies your mind the most becomes your God. That makes you want to think better, doesn't it? That's the goal of part of this. The truth is, for many of us, fear is our God. In particular areas of life, fear is your God. And how do you know that? Well, let's check that out. Where do you find yourself worrying? Where do you find yourself fretting? Where do you find yourself aggravated and frustrated? Where do you find yourself not trusting that life is for you? Where do you find yourself controlling? These are the places where fear has become what we're focusing on. And we don't have enough faith at that point to rise above it, to take our hands off of it and say, 
Whatever's happening is perfect now. The fear consumes us. And then we move into behaviors that easily show us, ah, I do not believe that God is here. And then we think those fearful thoughts over and over. You know, there was a time in my life, a good stretch through my uh, 20s, when I, I would say inside of relationships, fear was my God. Clearly. I did not believe that I was truly lovable, and so I would attract people to date that um, were either I would be enormously enamored or, or he would be enormously enamored, but the equation really was if he loved me, there was something wrong with him. And if he didn't love me, then I chased and stalked him because there was something pining. <laughs> it didn't work. I believed that I was unlovable. Therefore, I was afraid that you were going to leave me. I was afraid that something bad was... I was afraid that if you really saw me, that you wouldn't want to stay. So the game inside of relationships became, who do you want me to be so that you'll stay? That's sexy, huh? Doesn't work. It doesn't work. Trust me, you can have a healing inside that area. If that's one of your things... You can have a healing. I've had a profound healing inside of that idea where inside of loving relationships, fear is no longer my God. I had a transformation in that part of my life. And I'm so grateful for that because life is so much easier. Where in your life is fear your God? Where, where in your life? Just take a moment, even close your eyes for a moment. Take a breath. And just ask yourself, where in my life is fear my God? This is the place, right wherever you're thinking, wherever you can locate, ah, this is where I don't trust. And, you know, it's very simple. We go over the same pockets all the time. Money, career, love relationships, health and wholeness, um, uh, adventure. These are the areas where we tend to lose you know, the, the, the pieces of our lives where we lose our faith. These are the places, the portals, where we can, if you wish to, create a whole new experience of God. And the great news is when you'll take one slice of your life where it's not working and you're willing to practice creating a new idea about this, you will have a transformation that ripples out into every area of your life. You don't awaken to a greater experience of this thing called God in one part of your life and the other six or seven parts go, well, now you got to do me next. It actually finds its way into all of the areas. Most of the world, and that's not fair to say, much of the world has a fearful God inside of its religions, inside of its communities, inside of its culture. So when we say we're ready to give that idea up and transform and create a new one, it's a really big idea because, as always, the work you do inside of you changes the culture you're in. But when the majority of the culture is still hanging out in this old idea and you're willing to begin a new game, you become a spiritual warrior. You become the person that says, I'm going to stop this game inside of myself. So how do you create a new God? Well, the first thing that we have to do, as we talked about last week, if we can stand for a little moment, is pay attention to what you're thinking about. Emma Curtis Hopkins says, if one keeps a high watch, identifying oneself with an illuminated consciousness, true reality is manifest, 
one finds God within. If one keeps a high watch, identifying oneself with an illuminated consciousness, true reality is manifest, one finds God within. So we must identify ourselves with the spirit of our being. We must literally within ourselves take the time and the attention to identify ourselves with a consciousness of wholeness, a consciousness of love, a consciousness of expanded goodness. When you identify yourself with that, when you think about that, that becomes your experience and that becomes your God. So taking our attention off of the old ideas, letting those dissolve, and inside of our spiritual practice, inside of our meditation time, inside of our contemplation time, inside of our moving through the day when you forget, remembering again, where am I placing my attention and my consciousness? You have a conscious mind and you have a subconscious mind. Your conscious mind is your power center. Your conscious mind is your driver. It is the part of you that actually can change your brain waves. It is the part of you that can change the very vibration that you're finding yourself in. It's much bigger than what you're actually using. You're using just a very small part of the conscious mind, and much of the remaining mind lives in the underground, in the underworld, the unconscious mind. And, and when we go unconscious, those are the parts, and that's where the fear lives. That's where when you just go to sleep in the conscious mind, those little monsters start rising up, telling you terrible stories, telling you fearful stories. They're really bad bedtime stories but you've been listening to them for so long. So we must remain conscious. We must choose because when you do, you can't think consciously and unconsciously at the same time. Do you get that? You can't be awake and asleep at the same time. So when you take the time to be conscious, where's my thinking flowing? What we do here, invite you to do is that your morning practice is your best time. Two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. Don't overwhelm yourself. Taking a couple minutes in, in the morning to have conscious thoughts about a larger idea of God. And the way that you can do that inside of your morning practice is to just simply think about the day that's before you. You don't need to go any further than today. Think about the day before you and consciously see a path of well-being, of light, of positive conversations, of harmony, of goodness. You can do this practice in the morning for two minutes. Simply seeing your day inside of this path of light, of conscious attention, of what I use the word God, whatever word you want to use. Doing that practice will begin shifting you. Now, what will happen in the day, if you're like everyone else, is you'll plant these seeds of joy, you'll plant these seeds of golden light going before you, your day will come, and the train you're on will break down. Or you'll get to work, and the person didn't finish the project, so you can't do your part, and there's all this stress swirling around you. Or you'll call home in the midday and say, hey, honey, how you doing? Fine. And suddenly you're spinning because they're fine. These things will occur throughout the day. And what is that? But an invitation to practice. An invitation to go back into the center of your intention 
And in the center of your attention, say simply, God, include this and this and this. You see, in our minds, we go, well, it can't be this. It's that. It's this or that. God can't be in this. I paved a golden day, and now the train has broke, and I'm late for work, and I'm going to get in trouble. And your mind says, this can't be God. What if you simply said, and this, and right in the center of this. You don't know the perfection of all that's occurring. You don't know why that train broke down. You don't know why whatever is occurring in the world. But you can, in whatever is occurring, make a decision about yourself. And what if inside that moment, God simply being one of us, that simple thing, God is one of us, can know that. That's all you have to do. Inside of what's occurring, know that. That knowing will begin to bring to you revelations. That knowing that right in the middle of whatever's happening, I'm affirming God is present. That mindset will open a door to a whole new realm of thinking, of possibility, of insight, of blessings. It will open up a whole new way of knowing life. But it waits upon your choosing. It waits upon you to say, right here, this is where this exists, right here. In Philippians, it says, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. It's one of my favorite quotes. I can't count the number of times I have used that quote in the past 10 and a half years of speaking here. And I could use it every single week, couldn't I? Because we need to be reminded over and over and over. And it's simple direction. Whatever is good and true in this moment. Could you please think about that? Whatever is happening that could be possible, could you please think about that? Why? Why? Because you become the portal through which it happens. You become the, the consciousness of oneness with good, oneness with God, and you also become the very place where that could be made manifest. If you're sitting in a room of 10 people and everyone's thinking about what's wrong, well, then y'all better hope an 11th person walks in the door because no one's going to shift that energy if you're all in agreement of what's not working. But if one person inside that can just inside themselves even begin with, there's a, there, God is here. There's something good happening here. Then the energy can begin to switch. Inside of you, there, think of yourself as a community of thought patterns, of beliefs, of parts. There's all these parts of you, and God is sitting in the center of all of them. So where inside yourself have you deemed yourself unholy? Where have you deemed yourself a part of you, not a part of God? That's the game that must end. That's the game I invite you to stop playing, please. Please, and please hear this. This is, this is probably your biggest homework this week. This is not about judging yourself for these parts. This is not about making yourself wrong for these parts. This is about loving yourself 
inside of these parts. This is about when you remember and forget and remember and forget and remember and forget, putting a big, huge net of acceptance over that whole thing. What if God is one of us? What if God is just the slob like all of us and the person on the bus and your boss and the person that you could never in your life imagine could possibly be God? What if they, too, are simply trying to find their way home? That's what they're doing. We're all trying to find our way home. And we must recalibrate this idea of what God is. We must continue to expand and expand. And when you think you've got a more expanding idea, great. Be there for a moment, and then it will expand again. Last Wednesday, and the Wednesday night experience that we do that, that dovetails off of our Sundays, we did an exercise where we um, terminated the old God. We wrote letters of termination, and we fired the old God. I invite you to do that this week. This Wednesday coming up, we're going to co-create and hire a new God. Now that you've cleared the, the position, you can fill the position. So I hope you'll come and join me on Wednesday night. It's a fun way. It's a fun way to change these beliefs. So if you didn't do that yet, just, just do a journaling exercise. Go home and write, Dear God, effective immediately, you are terminated. No longer are your services needed. And then go into all the ways that God wasn't there for you. When you were four years old, when I was four years old, you didn't show up. When my parents divorced, you were nowhere to be found. When this happened, you weren't there. You consistently don't show up for the job. Fire the old God. Get rid of it effective immediately. And then in your mind, allow a new idea to form. A new idea. So, as we bring this to a close, the first step, acknowledge you need a new God. Acknowledge this. Acknowledge at least in some parts of your life. This makes you open. The acknowledgement alone is enough. Take the time to get rid of the old one. Take the time to do that. And then, once that space is cleared, be open for creation of something brand new. Are you with me? Wonderful. All right, let us pray. Take a deep breath. I invite our spiritual counselors and our ministers and leaders to stand. Oh, just breathe and open. I get joy, joy, thinking about what God's done for me. I get joy, joy, thinking about what God's done through me. It's in my hands and feet I'm talking about what God's done for me. I get joy, just thinking about what God's done for me. I say yes to God as a power and presence of joy. I say yes to God as a energy of infinite possibilities and solution. I say yes to God as an unconditionally loving presence that wraps its, its energy and its arms and its glory around all that is created. I say yes to the presence of God that judges nothing and is for love itself. I say yes to the God that brings light into the darkness with no effort at all. I say yes to this presence and power now as my life. I am 
one with the love of God. I am the very expression of compassion and acceptance. I am the beloved in whom God is well pleased. As I know this is true for myself, I know that this is true for each and every one of us. So it is in this moment that I declare a new God has been created. We are open and expanding even now to a larger vibration of love. And this love easily and effortlessly dissolves away anything that no longer serves, anything that no longer moves us forward. Fear is gone. Hesitation is gone. Wherever there was not enough faith, We pour this prayer into that portal and we allow the faith to grow and the trust to be established and the joy to be known. We are here to reveal joy. We are here to feel its essence, to place our name upon this joy and to allow it to have its way and its sway in every area of our lives. Yes, we have joy now. Take a breath. Mm, yeah. Let yourself be free. Break through and let go. Cause I get joy, joy, thinking about what God's done for me. I get joy, joy, thinking about what God's done for me. It's in my hands and feet. I'm talking about what God's done for me. shall be. Amen.